0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to dot com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at dot com.
1: Welcome to checking out the competition. Ahead of the round robin tournament, we had a little chat with Greg Young of Japer's Rink and Japer's Rink Radio. Since that time, the Washington Capitals lost their first round robin game to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3 2 in a shootout, giving them one point in the round robin standings. And as you know, the Flyers beat the Boston Bruins in their first outing in this tournament. Greg's going to give us a little insight into what we should expect playing the Capitals today. Enjoy the show. Welcome to checking out the competition, Washington Capitals. And we are joined by one of my favorite people to do this with, Greg Young from Japer's Rank. I don't think I'm supposed to have favorites, but I do. And you're one of wow, them. I'm honored. So congrats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I had like a top five, I think you'd be in the top five. Wow, that's good. All right. Yeah, well, you're fun uh... and you know stuff and I don't have to drag words out of you. It's just a pleasant experience top to bottom.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully the Capitals will be in the top five of something. I guess, actually, we're going to disagree on that, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) Well, technically, they're already in the top four of something. I guess that's true. I guess that's true.
0: So maybe we we already won, and this year's a success. Who knows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the first thing that I want to talk to you about is kind of like the biggest Caps thing that's kind of hanging over you guys as things kick off is the fact that you have lost... Your goalie, Ilya Samsonov, um, who was the better of your two goaltenders, I think, for most of this season. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. How um how is everybody feeling about going into this whole thing with Braden Holpe as the guy?
0: So I think it, there's a couple of things. First off, Braden Holpe has always been the playoff goalie, and If we're going to be honest, I think realistically, that's probably how it was going to start. Uh, This obviously gives the Capitals much less margin for error, though, because it's Braden Holtby or pretty much it. Uh, Their backups are a guy who I call human typo Phoenix Copley because his (laughs) first name is actually spelled F-E-O instead of, or F-H-E-O, or P-H-E-O. So it's like totally mixed up, which is weird. Yeah. But he's not someone you trust being a number one goalie, nor is Vitek Vanacek, who is the backup and who I don't know if he's ever played an NHL game before. So <laughs> it's going to be Braden Holtby, ride or die. And I, frankly, that's probably what was going to be somewhat close to happening anyways. Um. So, I, I mean, on one hand, yeah, that's not it's not a huge deal. But on the other hand, you're right that Ilya Samsonov was just a better goalie this year. And so it's going to be a loss because it just removes any margin for error that the Capitals had. So if Brayden Holpe is not good, then the Capitals are going to lose in the first round. I think it's just that simple.
1: Okay. So one of the things that we've talked about a lot as Flyers fans in the Flyers bubble has been whether or not the Flyers could pick up where they left off and continue playing as well as they were playing when everything went on pause. But um, if I remember correctly, (laughs) all the way back to the before times, um, (laughs) the the Capitals were kind of not playing super well heading into the pause, at least not as well as they had played in the early part of the season. Um, Is there kind of like an opposite worry in the Washington Capitals bubble? Like, are you guys worried that they're going to continue playing badly or do you think that being off for four months is going to make it easier for them to get things back together?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. And honestly, I don't know the answer. I remember I asked uh, on my podcast, uh, Jay Prisky Radio, I asked Samantha Pell that very question. And I I think frankly, we don't really know. Um, I, one thing I will say is that the Capitals are, I think the oldest team in hockey So it's possible that aside from momentum or anything like that, just having that kind of time off really helped. Uh, In particular, a lot of people are keeping an eye on Michael Ketney, who clearly was not 100 percent this year after coming back from a really brutal hamstring tear. He says he's 100 percent. So that's going to be a big deal if that's the case. And, you know, I just I think that whenever you're a veteran team, giving the players that kind of time off might help. Whether they were playing poorly or not, I agree. I think that you talk to some of the people around the Capitals, they all kind of to a T say, look, this is an older team. They were kind of on cruise control for the second half of the year. And although every single NHL player will never admit that, um, I think it's pretty clear. And players like Evgeny Kuznetsov in hindsight have kind of said this, that when you've won the division in – you know, for however many years the Capitals have and they've already won a cup and they are clearly have their sights set on bigger things. Does the last games in March really matter for them? And I think the answer was kind of no. And I I wonder if maybe just having that time off resetting might have actually just helped them kind of clear out some of the cobwebs. But again, we just don't know, right? (laughs) We have no idea. We've never done this before. So what what I'm saying could be totally wrong and it might So that's just like bubble hockey these days right now. Like anything I say, you could find like 10 counter arguments and I would buy all of them. So this is basically a guess. Yeah, we're totally all of us just like
1: shooting in the dark right now. Because who the hell knows? Yeah, who the hell knows how players come back after... Uh, an entire, almost longer than an off season, not off season, where they couldn't actually work out or skate or do anything. Like, who the hell knows how any of this is gonna go? Yeah. Um, which kind of <laughs> makes it uh, a little
0: bit, a little bit fun in like a a way that makes you also insane. But I'm trying to think about that this season as almost like a. I'm glad it's happening. I'm not taking it the most seriously because. I I mean, look, if the Capitals win, then I will say this is the most meaningful Stanley Cup they've ever had, yada, yada. But <laughs> I think the reality is that this is kind of weird and fluky.
1: It's totally weird. Um, Speaking of weird, so we've got a four-game round-robin tournament technically that technically doesn't mean anything, but sort of does because yes. it's going to seed the teams for the first round. Um, For the Flyers... We The quotes that have been coming out of training camp and from the front office and stuff have kind of indicated like, yeah, we're definitely going to try to win these games because we're professional hockey players. But also, we've got nowhere to go but up because we're the four seed, so we don't have to, you know, go nuts here. Like, it's kind of a no-pressure situation for the Flyers. How important do you think it is for the Capitals to maintain a high seed in this thing? Or do you think they'll be fine anywhere they end up?
0: I mean, I think that if you look at the Capitals during the playoff run, they pretty much beat the lion's den. And so I'm sure if you talk to the players, they would say, well, on one hand, we want to play hockey and play really well. But on the other hand, we'll play whoever's in front of us. So it's kind of a battle of hockey cliches, right? So I, I think that if you're the Capitals, what I would say is that you want to just be playing well. And if that means you lose, out shoot a team like, you know, 30, 30, 20, then I'll take that. That's okay. I'd rather them be playing well than saying, oh, we won, but maybe we didn't look super great. So, cause I think that, we just talked We just talked about how small sample size, and this is just going to be kind of random. So the one thing I would say if I were a coach, which I'm definitely not, <laughs> is uh, just try to, like, get your system in good shape and really look good. And I think that's going to probably matter a little bit more than who you play, because who knows how people are going to look after this four-month break.
1: So the Flyers, with this expanded roster situation thing where they got to bring guys into the bubble— Sorry, my cat is making an appearance, as is all his um, The Flyers kind of, I mean, there wasn't a ton of surprises as far as the roster went coming out of training camp, but we did have a couple of things that were kind of cool. Like, they ended up bringing um, defensive prospect Igor Zamula with them. He's actually playing in this exhibition game against the Penguins. He's never played in a pro game before. So it was kind of cool to see that they were like, hey, we have enough faith in this kid that We're going to bring him along with us to Toronto and see what happens. Um, Were there any big surprises as far as the roster went for the Caps or any of these kids that they're bringing along with them, players that you think might actually get some playing time?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of players I would keep an eye on. But the big one just to talk about is Connor McMichael. He's the uh, he's a capital center prospect who. went to the OHL and just lit it up and was incredible. And he was our first round pick last year and a player that I think has actually shot up a lot of rankings. And one of the, one of the guys from our site, Luke Adamantis, really loves him. So I, he's a guy to keep an eye on. One of the interesting subplots of the Capitals is that they're going to have potentially two, but for sure one player, uh, who has to leave the bubble and then quarantine when they're back. So Mm -hmm. One of those is Lars Eller, who's one of our important centers. So I think the question then is going to be, well, who do they fill? And the team has said, well, it's Travis Boyd's job, but I really would like to see them experiment with more high-end offensive talent like Connor McMichael. So that's one I I think I would watch. And then I guess – Two and three, I would say I'm intrigued by how the backup battle is going to be for Brayden Holpe, uh, whether whether they have the kind of trust in Copley or Vanacek if Holpe struggles. I think the answer is no, but maybe I'm wrong. And then the other kind of the other thing is that the Capitals blue line isn't the most healthy. We just talked about Michael Kepney not being 100 percent. Rakogudis Gudis has kind of been apathetic about whether he's made comments that he's a little nervous about being in the bubble. So, and he wasn't playing particularly Ooh. well at the end of the year either. So uh, they have a couple of guys, Havari uh, Fe- and Alexiev are two players that I don't think are going to play, but maybe they will. And if they do, it's going to be because a or a Kempney either struggles or doesn't look healthy. So those are maybe a couple other players I would look at too.
1: Okay. So Like we just said earlier, there's not a whole lot to base any of this on right now. And the Flyers and the Capitals aren't going to be playing each other until Thursday, August 6th, after both teams will have played a few of these round-robin games. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, I think, what each of these teams looks like by the time we get to this game. But for you, um, what are you most looking forward to in this round-robin? Like, I'm kind of looking forward to... Seeing if the lines are the same as they were when the stoppage happened, because they were rolling pretty well. And if they are, if they can continue to play as well as they did. And if they aren't, the way that Vino goes about adjusting and mixing up the lines. Because I do think that the round robin is going to be a little bit of a let's throw some stuff together and see what works time yeah,
0: for the coaches it's exciting, right because it is always, it's oh, coaches it's we always wish the coaches that they would experiment more and we feel like sometimes they can kind of get too set so i'm also excited for that i think reardon has indicated that he wants to at minimum not still start hopey three games so that's going to be something to kind of keep an eye on and hmm. yeah if i'm him i mean priority number one is as we talked about trying to get them in a rhythm but why not try to experiment a little bit i yeah. I, I would be surprised if they didn't play Ovechkin, Oshie, and Batram and all them, all three games. But maybe you experiment. Maybe you say, okay, let's see what Connor McMichael can bring in one of these round-robin games, because who knows? And so I think that'll be interesting. Again, just the caveat here being that, like, let's make sure these games get played, too. That's the other thing I always feel like I have to tell myself. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan. I know we were talking about this beforehand. But, mm-hmm. I like, let's just make sure this happens, too. So that caveat in there aside yeah i'm kind of just also excited for hockey to come back i the thing that i have sent around that i'm most excited about is just the nbc schedule and the fact that i might not have to leave my couch all day saturday and just watch. i'll, I'll tell
1: you what it is an extremely good time to be lucky enough to be working from home because <laughs> it's gonna be like the olympics times a million like just so good i'm so excited um Like I said, we're recording this during the Penns Flyers exhibition game, and I am just, like, vibrating with excitement. Yes. So, so good to have it back. And I'm actually just kind of speaking of if these things are going to happen. The NHL seems to be doing a really good job so far with the way they're handling all of this. And also, I was actually I wasn't sure how he's going to feel about the like the in-game presentation without fans and all that kind of stuff. But it actually looks kind of cool. And it's, yeah. it's pretty nice. Like you can hear all the hockey noise on the ice and it's like...
0: You can uh, hear Tom Wilson curse, which yeah.
1: we... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure at some point, like these guys are going to start chirping at each other. We might be able to hear that. I know they're on like a five second delay, I think. So none of us have to hear any bad words, but yeah, um, yeah I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So with that said, with absolutely no information to base it on. <laughs> actually, no, before I ask you this, Go for it. If you had to pick which team you would want in the first round for the Capitals, who would you go for?
0: So okay, the options are uh, wait, wait, I'm trying I'm trying to get this straight cuz I'm trying to figure out the form format too, but oh, so- are we just saying any of the teams?
1: I mean, it it pretty much could be any of the teams, right? Because it I depends on right. where Washington gets seated and then it depends on how the play-in round shakes out, so I feel like it kind of could be any of the teams. <sighs> okay, so if you had to pick the team that the Washington Capitals play in the first round, who would you go for?
0: So I would say one, not Pittsburgh. I think that's the obvious yeah. answer here, right? Uh, Pittsburgh's really good, and it's weird that they're even in the playoff round. Um, I was, I would say this. I, I don't know if I trust Montreal. That's a mm-hmm. not a very good team. So I would say that. I, you, you look at it. There's some like, teams I would not want to play for sure. Like I definitely don't want to play Toronto, right? Like they're a yeah. Lot of I. I don't want to ever play John Tortorella if I can avoid it. So <laughs> the Blue Jackets, I think, might be another team. Not a ton of talent, but I don't know if I want to play them in a short series. Um, I Yeah, so I guess I would say Montreal because mainly I just don't think they're very good. So, yeah, I guess I get, and the Islanders, I also don't think are very good, and they were really struggling towards the end of the year, and Mm -hmm. I don't trust their offensive talent. And I think for games that are going to be probably as wide open as these are going to be, that I think that I would rather have the team with more offensive talent uh, on my side. And so I think if you look at Montreal and the Islanders, those are two teams that maybe don't have the horses that a Pittsburgh or a Toronto are going to have.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've been thinking a lot about it. Um I feel like the likelihood of the Canadians upsetting the Penguins is low, but you you do never know. It's the best part yeah. about the NHL playoffs. Um but something something about them if they do kind of makes cuz I I feel like if they do, it's going to be because Carey Price plays out of his mind. Yes. And I I don't I don't want to face a Carey Price playing out of his mind because as as you know mediocre as he's been over the last couple of seasons I feel like the uh the lights out goaltender is still in there and he could yes. find it at any time so that <laughs> don't one worries me a little the
0: bit span, we all have PTSD from what happened in 2009-10 with uh right. Mr. Yaroslav Halak <laughs> so I agree I'm a little nervous saying this and you're kind of you're triggering me here a little, Kelly. Cal- no, I'm just kidding. I know. Oh, I whatever. know. <laughs> but I, I think that, uh, yeah, that's obviously a little triggering as a cap So fair point. Maybe I'll just say the Islanders then because I don't trust any of their offensive talent.
1: I will say one thing that bums me out because as we were going down the stretch in March before everything went to shit, um, it was almost looking like maybe possibly – the Flyers could have ended up with the Capitals in the first round. Like, a lot of things would have had to go right. Like, the Flyers would have had to continue to play out of their minds. The Caps would have to continue to skid a little bit. Like, But it almost could have happened. Oh, and yeah, it totally could have. I was really looking forward to that. Something about the way our two teams match up, I really feel like the Flyers could could get that. Done. I say easily,
0: but like. Series between their two teams was nothing if not extremely entertaining. <laughs>
1: Seriously, that's true. It definitely <laughs> wouldn't be a boring series. That's true. It sure, definitely so. wouldn't. We might have to wait for the second or third rounds for that to happen, but you know.
0: Hey, I, I, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to complain about that, right?
1: Absolutely not. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you the last question that we can base on absolutely no information because we have none. If you're going to guess the outcome of this game, which takes place like 10 days from now, um,
0: (laughs) what is your guess for a final score? Just for fun. Um, Okay, that's a good question. I'm going to guess a high final score because I'm going to say that we both win our first two games, right? Because this is the third game for both of our teams, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So let's say we play both. And then I think there's going to be wide open, a lot of goals, and... For some reason, the Capitals love winning these kind of meaningless games late in the regular season. That's like how we kind of <laughs> win divisions is, is that specialty. So I'll say that that continues and that we win by like seven to four or something like that. Seven to four? Seven to four. Well, OK, here's the thing, though. My predictions when we've done this have uniformly been terrible. So the fact that I'm predicting this almost certainly means the Caps are going to lose
1: seven, four, that would be an absolutely wild ride.
0: Yeah, that'd be part fun, Part of me right? is here a for minute. it.
1: Yeah, part of me is here for it. Another part of me <laughs> feels like I would, like, just be stress eating dry cereal or something during that <laughs> entire
0: game. What would be the dry cereal you would pick? That's my real question.
1: Okay, so I'm like, I'm like a super boring person that is on the keto diet, and I have this chocolate cereal that I get sprouts that's like <laughs> low carb. It's actually delicious. It tastes a little bit like the like the cookie part of an Oreo. So it's kind of okay. good. Um but it would be that. But like in a perfect world where nothing
0: mattered, it would be cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah yeah. Cinnamon I was gonna to say I, I almost consider Chex Mex cereal. So I think that would probably be what I go with there.
1: It's like a like a savory cereal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's healthy, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's yeah, not totally. a lot of sugar. Okay, That's totally fine. <laughs> and there's like, you know, multiple grains and yeah. probably like a vitamin of sure. some sort
0: Yeah. So it's yeah, I'm, totally sure, they, I'm sure they do something, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be like a big multinational corporation for them not to feed us very good, high quality food, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Nothing says American snack foods like high quality.
0: That was not how I was expecting this podcast to end. But-
1: I was just gonna say I'm very <laughs> sorry that somehow I got us onto snack foods. <laughs> but honestly, like it. it's the best possible way for this to go. So you're saying 7-4 sev- capitals. Sure. Which is a level of crazy that I can really respect.
0: Okay, I appreciate that. That's all, um, that's, what I, that's what we aim for on Japers Rank.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I went, I did one of these for this Pens game and said that the Flyers are going to win five to one, which is like a similar level. Dang.
0: I hope you guys beat the Penguins 5-1. That'd be pretty cool.
1: It would be cool. It could technically still happen. It's 2-1 to one right now as there we speak.
0: Go. Um, I'm going to say
1: that by this stage of the round robin, these guys are going to start trying to lock shit down and start playing the kind of tight playoff hockey that NHL coaches love. So I'm going to say a 2-1 to one Flyers win. Okay that that makes like a late goal so. kind of like a late goal yeah that's yes. what i'm going with. So it'll be right, like a kind of a boring back and forth maybe the caps will get one and the flyers will tie it and then the flyers i think will get a late goal to win Maybe, I love being
0: like Matt who breaks the Capitals' hearts or something.
1: <laughs> I just like being super specific, so there's like a thousand ways that I can be
0: wrong about these predictions, not just the but, numbers. But if you're right, then you—I mean, there's that famous like viral clip, right, of the uh, of the Seattle Mariners announcer who gets that like oddly specific. Uh, I think it's Mike Blowers, is his name, gets that oddly specific prediction right. right? So yeah, if you ever want to have an entertaining like five-minute Google, that is a great video to watch.
1: I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done. Yeah, you should. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Greg. This was amazing. I'm super excited for this. I'm glad that you're excited about it, too. And we're going to see how this all shakes out for both of our teams. It's going to be a lot of fun, for sure.
0: At minimum, it won't be boring.
1: Exactly. If it happens, which I think it will.
0: Not
1: going on. All right, Greg. Thank you so much, everyone. Check out Japer's Rink and Japer's Rink Radio to learn a little bit about the Washington Capitals before we play them. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.